One of the most powerful interviews of the year you probably might have not heard. And it was Leo Messi finally getting a ton of weight off his chest. Tightness in that chest that makes you either feel like you're gasping for air or looking for some type of relief because of what you've been going through, what you've been seeing. And he said it to a certain extent. He thought that for many months, it was demanded upon him to speak and he didn't. And and he even said that he was complicit in that continuation of, of speculations and rumors and not even rumors, just things that were made up bullshit pretty much that he disqualified quickly and if you're not and I'm not one to say that I'm I'm, I'm an insider or, or, or you know in the pulse or, or feeling the pulse of, of the national team there I'm that's not me um, if you ever thought I was then you're talking to the wrong guy or you think or you're you think I'm, I'm someone completely different. But being able to get a, a, a point of view from a close but maybe distant enough vantage point, you start to see the words that have been said and the lack of respect and the lack of, of proper treatment. If anyone in any other part of the world were able to get to three finals... I don't care which national team you are, you would have some sort of respect. Maybe you wouldn't be idolized and and, and statues would be made out of you, but it would be a generation where, hey man, we've done rather well. That's not the case in Argentina. You lose, you're a failure. You get to a final and you lose and you are a failure. You lose, or you, or I should say, you get to a final, you lose in penalty kicks, you are a failure. And that's how many sectors of the Argentine press have looked at this generation. One that has gone to quarterfinals, one that has gone to finals, one that has faced some of the toughest opponents, not on the pitch, but off it. Not, I'm not talking about the ones that come to, to their face and, and, and question them, or not even to their face. They, they go on radio or they, or they write articles about Leo Messi's lack of commitment, Gonzalo Higuain's lack of commitment, although in, in a previous episode I talked about Higuain and maybe he wasn't my cup of tea in big situations, but if I still had a chance to have him on my team, I'd still want him. I know I'm talking a little bit about, out of both sides of my mouth, but... You have to call things for what they are. When it comes to Messi, he really laid it all out on the line. One of the most powerful quotes from that interview was, my son asked me, dad, why are you still playing for the national team if if they're killing you in Argentina all the time? This is a six-year-old kid, six, that's telling his dad that he, he even said, look, my son gets it now. He's starting to understand what's going on and he's seen some of the heartbreak and and he's been a part of some of those moments where his dad has has pretty much bawled like a baby 
because of losing a match. That that's something that six year olds do understand. They might not grasp the context of it all, or the enormity of the moment in which his dad was surrounded, not just in that particular final that he lost, whatever final you might want to circle and, and, and emphasize, but he, he probably won't understand or grasp the enormity of what his father had gone through since even before he was born, since even before Tiago was born, the enormity of, of, of his father and the, the meaning and the symbol and the context of his father. That's some powerful shit, ladies and gentlemen. That is really powerful to hear that from a six-year-old. Why are you, dad, why are you going with that? If, you know, friends and family were telling him, Leo, why, why the hell are you wasting your time? And his answer was, because I love it, because I'm committed to it, because I've come so damn close, I can't stop now. Because I'm so close, I can't stop now. You know, it's like when when, when you're when you're a little kid and, and and you're so close to you know reaching that fruit that's maybe a fingertip away. Do you walk away and you no? It's different. You kind of understand that. When a kid's so close to walking, they don't just hit the ground and just stay there. They take that step, that second step, and that third step and see what they can do. That, that's just human nature. And, of course, he said that my, his family suffers. His family suffers all the time when they hear that his dad runs AFA and he's the one that sets up the teams. From what he said, it's not true. I don't know. I'm not in that circle. But you would tend to give someone like him the benefit of the doubt. Now, I'm not accusing him, and I'm not leaving him with Scott Free. I don't know what happens behind closed doors. But if someone says that, and there's no proof, and it's all based on speculation, what, oh, I heard someone tell me that was close to the guy that's close to that, then you really don't have much to grasp as far as those types of arguments are concerned. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the all-time leading scorer for his national team. We're talking about the all-time leading scorer for one of the greatest teams ever. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about one of the greatest players ever. Yeah, I guess you could say that, yeah, you're you're not going to be a prophet in your own land. And and that's been Messi's biggest problem. And at times he wanted to impress too much. And at times he wanted to do too much. And at times he wanted to be too much to too many people. I think that's Messi's greatest sin outside of staying quiet. And he even said it. Probably the biggest problem that that I had was being quiet. Quiet for too long. Because in me being quiet, I ended up allowing a lot of the rumors, a lot of the speculations, a lot of the myths and ill-intentioned news stories that emerged after the World Cup, during the World Cup, before the World Cup, and even before that World Cup and the World Cup before that to come to fruition and really ferment in the collective mind of the Argentine football fan. 
I think that was his biggest sin. And he admitted it. I, I don't think he needs me to, to rehash that. He doesn't need me. He doesn't need me to, to, to remind him, hey, this is what's going on. This is what, what has happened. This is what will happen. This is what is. No, 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 not, not at all. It's been well recorded. It's been well documented what people are saying, people are doing, and people have acted in favor of him, against him. Now, I'm not saying that every single journalist in Argentina has it in for him. What I'm saying is that there's some that really have it in for him, have had it in for him, for millions of different reasons. There's one redheaded journalist that has always been against him because he's never been able to get an interview from him. That's why he became Cristiano Ronaldo's best buddy. He's wanted to be Cristiano Ronaldo's wingman for years, Martin Lieberman, who's been waving that anti-Messi flag for years and years and years, all in the name of objectivity. So he said one time, because we need to question Messi. Really? Question Messi for what? Now, Messi's not perfect. Let, let's, let's be honest. He is not perfect. But on the pitch, there's very few things you can say about him in a negative manner. You know, he might not come in 100%. He might not be healthy all the time. He, he might not, he might get lost in certain moments in a game. Yeah, that happens. That happens to everybody. That becomes exacerbated when Leo Messi is the one that you're talking about. That's the issue here. Leo Messi is the one that, that has things, you know, made bigger than life because he has become bigger than life in certain aspects. Although when you talk to him, he tries to be as down to earth as he possibly can. A person of that attitude, of that ilk, trying to do that ends up being more commendable than anything you could possibly have. He talked about how proud he was to hear that Manu Ginobili was the Messi of basketball, as Bruce Bowen said during his jersey retirement ceremony. He said, but you know, in actuality, I'm the Manu of football. That in and of itself tells you exactly where he stands, what type of person he is. And that you can never question. Maybe, yeah, there's people around them that have had some shady business that they've done. Yeah, that's possible. But you can never question him as a human being. You can never question him as a person. And I think the results that he's had with Argentina have emerged or have created criticism that has gone beyond his performance on the pitch, that has gone beyond the performance of the national team on the pitch, and has gone and crossed into that very dark place, which is personal criticism, going at him going at his family, going at his own desires and interests. And I think that's the biggest thing that needs to be criticized when it comes to the Argentine media and what they've been able to create. And now, more than ever, they can no longer control.